You're already seated, but I was going to say as you're being seated, because I'm just saying what I would normally say. Autopilot. Break that. All right. Grab your Bibles. Grab your Bibles if you have them, and if you need one, grab, grab them from the chairs there in front of you. We're going to be in First John. We're going to pick up our series that we started two weeks ago called In the Gnome as we're walking through the, the, letter, uh, the first letter of John that he wrote. If you're using one of the Bibles from the chairs there in front of you, go to page 1372. 1372, and that will get you uh, where, where we're going to be this morning. And so uh, what we started out uh, two weeks ago, we, we started out the letter, and we learned that what John is doing is he's, a, he's a, an apostle. He's a guy who started this church, or he's now play, uh, pastoring a church, that, or writing a church that he had pastored. And uh, he's hearing that some things are happening over there. He's hearing that, that some teachers have come up that are teaching things that are different from what they had taught earlier when this church was planted. And these people are, are teaching things that, that change the way they believe, that the church believes about Jesus. And, and it's starting to cause the people in the church, the, the Christians, the believers, to doubt whether or not they actually are saved. To doubt whether or not they have a relationship with Jesus. And so John's writing this letter, and he's writing them so that they ultimately will know, here's how you can know you have a relationship with Jesus. Here's how you can know that you have eternal life. And so he talks about in, in the first few verses that we looked at last week, he says, hey, we're writing to you about something we have actually seen and heard. It's an eyewitness account. And so he's saying, hey, the thing that we have seen and heard, and he starts talking about how God has revealed himself through Jesus. And so he says, this is something we've seen and heard, and we're now proclaiming it to you. And so uh, last week what we, what we saw was that, was that John was saying, hey, what we've seen and heard, we're proclaiming to you. It's something we've touched, we've seen, we've heard. Uh, it's something you can trust because it's an, an eyewitness account. And so this week he's going to pick that, that back up. And, uh, and let me ask you this. So uh, as, you, as you grow as a Christian, there are times where you don't necessarily feel as close to God as you would like to. Uh, maybe there's times where you can look back at your life and you say, well, I felt closer to God there. But I don't feel as close to him now. And, and sometimes, uh, like we talked about two weeks ago, that, that brings doubt. You know, did I really trust in him to begin with? Or, or uh, did I really get saved? And, and, and you're wondering, how do I get back closer to him? Or maybe some of you, maybe you're, you're, you're new in your faith and you're, you're growing and you're saying, but I want to grow more. I want to grow more. How do I grow more? And, you know, as Christians, there's different ways that, that people will tend to go about that. And then one of the ways that people tend to go about that is they, they get in their mind this understanding that as, as I grow closer to God, as I become more of a, of a spiritually mature Christian, I've got to hide my sin. I think a sin's not appropriate. And so I've got I've to start looking the part better. And so you start to not really deal with the sin, but instead you just kind of start to mask it. You start to, to change the way you look on the outside. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clean up my language. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start dressing differently. I'm going to start acting differently. You know, and, and, and you start doing all these things on the outside, but nothing's changed on the inside. Because, and, you, and, and people do that, and they, they think, well, because I'm growing as a Christian, this is what it looks like. And, and that's probably not what, what John's going to be getting at. Where other people, maybe they go through and they say, well, you know, as I, as I grow as a Christian... You know, I, I should be I should be getting holier, right? I should be I should be sinning less and, and not struggling with sin. But what I think you're going to see this morning is that part of growing closer to God means you're going to become more aware of sin. And so let me ask you this this morning: if you're if you're someone who doesn't call yourself a Christian, if you don't consider yourself a Jesus follower, maybe you stayed away from the church for a long time. Probably the reason you did that was because you said the church is filled with hypocrites. Right? These people who, who claim
claim to be better than they are. They, they act like they're all high and mighty. They're spiritually, you know, something greater than I am. And yet, all the while, I see their life. They think they're hiding it, but I see, see through it. And so you say, I don't want to be a part of that. And so this morning, if that's you, I think what you're going to find in John's words is refreshing. Because you're going to find something that says that ought not to be the case. So here's where we're going to go this morning. Here's where we're going to go. The benefit of being forgiven. Okay, and the benefit of being forgiven will be being closer to God. But the benefit of being forgiven, our sin, comes when we are honest about our sin. So how do I grow closer to God? How do I continue to grow in my relationship with God? How do I experience the benefit of being forgiven of my sin? I mean, if I, after all, if I've been forgiven my sin, shouldn't there be something different and a closeness about my relationship with God? How do I get that? The benefit of being forgiven our sin comes when we are honest about our sin. So let's take a look at how, how we get to that point. So we've got to start with first this, and this is where John starts in verse 5. We've got to know who God is. If we want to grow closer to God, if we want to experience the benefit of being forgiven of our sin, we need, we need to know who God is. We need to know how God has revealed himself. So John takes us there in chapter uh, 1, verse 5. He says, now this is the message, the gospel message, that we have heard from him and announced to you. God is light. And in Him, there is no darkness at all. God is light, John says. There is no darkness in Him at all. This is, this is who God is. He says, God is light. And here's what John's getting at. You know, there's um, times when, when we're cleaning the house or if, I, if I'm cleaning my desk in my office, you know, I'll clean it, you know, I've got the spray in my drawer, I'll spray it maybe twice or three times a month. I'll, I'll clean my desk when I can get it clear enough to justify cleaning it. And I'll wipe it down and say, man, that looks really good. That, that I haven't seen my desk look that in a while. And then about late in the afternoon, the, the sun starts to come through this window in my office. And you know what happens when the sun comes through my window in this office? It, it starts to shed light on my desk. And all of a sudden I realize, there's a lot of dust. On my desk. I just cleaned it earlier this morning or just a few hours ago. But as the light comes in, it reveals what the darkness or the shade was hiding. And John says that's how God is. God is light. He's revealed himself. He makes himself known. See, that's what he had said in, in verse 2 of the book, that we have seen him, we have touched him, and what we have seen and heard has been made manifest to us. It's been made revealed to us. That's who God is. He's light. He makes himself known. He sheds light on who he is. And when he sheds light on who he is, in turn it sheds light on who we are. God is a God who reveals himself. Just like light reveals what's in the darkness, God reveals who he is. And there's no darkness in it. He sheds light on who he is. And so John says, God is light. you got to start with knowing who God is. And God's character is this. He makes himself he opens himself up so that we can know who he is. He sheds light, just like that, 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 the, the way the sun's rays shine light on my desk. Well, maybe you've, you've been in your house before and you just finished cleaning, right? And you, you feel really good about your clean house. And then the, the, the rays from the sun are coming through one of those windows. And what do you see in that ray of light, that beam? Just all this dust floating, right? But you didn't see that unless the light was revealing that. See, that's God. He, he's light. He, he makes himself known, and he sheds light, and he illumines 
the things that were in the darkness. John says that's why you've got to stop. You've got to understand God's character. God's character is that he makes himself known to you. He doesn't keep himself. He doesn't hide himself. He has revealed himself. And when you get this, John says, the rest is going to flow. So let's take a look at that. So God is light. You've got to know who he is. And then you've got to be honest about who you are. You see, because as God is lighting, he's making himself known. And, and John, in his gospel that he wrote, he would say similar things. He says, the light came into the darkness. Right? He's, God enters into dark places, and where God shines his light, the darkness is dispelled. And he says, hey, when God reveals who he is, he sheds light on that. It's like a beam shining on us. It sheds light on who we are. And, and so he says this in verses one, uh, chapter 1, verses 6 through 10 here. We'll, we'll walk through two verses at a time. He says this, so if God is light, he says, here's the conclusion. Uh, some people are saying this, verse 6, if we say we have fellowship with him and yet keep walking in the darkness, we are lying and not practicing the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses from all sin. And so you know, the, the teachers that were going around were saying, hey, we have fellowship with God. And remember that word fellowship, it means I have a relationship with you that we share unity in something. We're in our relationship because we are unified about something. We have something in common. And so these teachers were coming along and they're saying, hey, we have fellowship with God. But then their lives didn't reflect that. In fact, they were starting to say things that didn't line up with who God is. And that's what John's saying. He says, look, if we say we have fellowship with God, verse 6, but we keep walking in darkness, then we're lying. Then we're deceiving ourselves. We're not practicing truth. He says, but here's, the, here's what really is the truth. He says, that's what people are saying, but here's what you need to understand. If we walk in the light, as he is in the light. So let's take a look. Oh, I want to do this for a minute. Juliana, will you go ahead and pull down those, those two lights? Okay, now I know you can see me still. But I'm in darkness right now. Whereas the light was shining on me, you could see the details of my tie. You could, you know, you could see me a little bit clearer. Now it's darker. And guess what? Guess what I can do in the dark? Like if I really pull down all these lights in the, in the, in the room, I could hide. I, I, could, I could lurk in the darkness. I, I, could, I could keep you from seeing me. I could, I could keep you from, from really uh, getting your eyes on me. I could maybe even start to, if, if my heart was bent that way, I could start to do some things that were maybe dishonest. But you would never know because I'm walking in the darkness. I'm, I'm a hiding. And, and so John says, and keep, go ahead and keep the lights off for a minute. John says, hey, if you say you have fellowship with God, but you're walking in darkness, and here's what he means by that. If you're not being honest about who you are, if, you, if you're not being honest about the sin that's in your life, if you're not being open and transparent before God and others, you walk in darkness. Because God is a God of light. Jill and I, go ahead and turn on number one. All right, so if I were to stand over here, now I'm, I've got the light on me. So now you've been able to see me a little better. But, but look, so, so this light, if I'm walking in the light, I'm, I'm being open and honest before God. I'm saying, God, I, I know I struggle with sin. I know who I am. I'm sinner to the core of my nature. I'm corrupted. Every part of me is influenced by that. I'm, I'm not under any illusion. But then there's some times where I'm going, no, 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 I don't want, I don't want you to see that, God. I, and I step in the darkness. And, and when I step in the darkness, I'm no longer being honest about who I am. I'm starting to hide now from God. Right? And, and we do that. Go ahead and turn both of them back on now for me, Julianne. Thank you. And so what happens is now I'm fully illuminated here. I'm walking in the light. 
Uh, just like God has made himself known, he's been open about who he is, he wants us to be open about who we are. As he sheds light on who he is, it sheds light on who we are. And here's the reality. Compared to God, we are sinful. Compared to God, we are impacted by sin. To our very core, it's infected every part of us. And you all know, even after you trust in Christ, that, that sin does not stop impacting us. We're still impacted by it. But if we start to say, hey, I've got a relationship with God, and then we walk in darkness, we're saying, hey, I've got a relationship with God, but hey, I'm, I'm not sinful. And that's what these people were saying is, we're not sinful. Now, now why, do I, why do I jump to that conclusion? Because the next two verses, they kind of run parallel to one another. He says in verse 6, hey, if you say you have fellowship, but you walk in darkness, you're deceiving yourself. Then look what he says in verse 8. If we say we do not bear the guilt of sin, we are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. Those two, he's, he's just expanding now on what he said in verse 7. Oh, I'm sorry, verse 6. He said these are the claims of the people. They're saying they have fellowship with God, but they, they lie about who they are. They walk in darkness. Here he says, here's what that looks like. We say we don't have sin, or we don't bear the guilt of sin. I'm, I'm no longer struggling with this, or I'm no longer a sinful person. He says, if we do that, we're walking in darkness. The truth is not in us. But how do we remedy that? How do we walk in the light? So verses 6 and verses 8 kind of go parallel and help us understand a little more what John's saying. Verses 7 and verse 9 help us understand. So John says, how do you walk in the light? Verse 9 is your answer. This is where, 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 I'm, where I'm drawing the conclusion that walking in the light is being honest before God. It's not about denying your sinfulness, but in verse 9, instead confess our sins. And He is faithful and righteous, forgiving us our sins and cleansing us from all unrighteousness. You want to walk in the light? It's not about, about being sinless, because you can't do that. If you want to walk in the light, it's about being honest about who you are before God and with yourself. It's about being honest that I'm impacted by sin. Even though I've trusted in Jesus and He's given me His Spirit, that I'm not rid of sin. I, I still have thoughts. I still have attitudes. I still do things that don't line up with who God is. But if I start to say, no, 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 that's, that's, not, that's not me anymore. If I start to no longer acknowledge who I am, then, Juliana, go ahead and pull number, uh, the second one down. So keep number one up. If I start to say, no, that's not who I am, then I'm, I'm starting to retract a little bit, and I'm going back in the light. I'm not being honest. God, I, God, I, I don't struggle with pornography. God, I don't struggle with anger. God, I, I, just, I just got pulled off the handle. God, I, you know, that person made me mad that I'm walking the light. God, God I don't struggle with with, with with overindulging things. God, I, I just, I was celebrating, God. God, I'm walking in the light. I'm not being honest about who I am. God, I know. I know that I looked at some things I should have looked at. And I did it to completely fulfill my own desire. God, help me because that's, 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 that's what I want to do. And I don't want to do that anymore. God, I, God, I know that, that I struggle with an anger problem. I know that, that it wasn't that person's fault that, that I got angry. I chose to respond that way. See, I'm, in the light. I'm honest about who I am before the Lord. And when I do that, when I confess my sins like that, John says, hey, don't, don't be scared to do that because here's what you'll find. That He's faithful. That He's righteous. In other words, God will do what He said and promised He would do. Your sins are forgiven in Christ. You won't be condemned for that. And then He'll cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So here's the problem. 
when we trust in Jesus, we get our sins forgiven, past, present, future. They're not held against us. That's why Paul, the apostle, could say in Romans 8, chapter 1, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You will not be condemned to hell for your sins when you trust in Christ because that's been taken care of. But here's what is happening. When we still walk in sin, when we're not honest about who we are, when we step back in the light, when we, when we lie about our sinfulness, when we, when we don't come and confess that to God, what happens is a relational intimacy, a closeness is hindered. It's like that between the parents and the child, right? So you, your, your kids disobey you. You're not going to disown them if you're a good and loving parent. You're not going to kick them out of your home, right? You, you're going to have a, a, an impact in your relationship. You can't relate to them as intimately, as closely as you'd like to in that moment because there's something blocking you. There, there's, there's a relational block, but they're still in your family. What John is talking about is that closeness that we as believers, that benefit of being forgiven of sin that we have is being close to God, being intimate, knowing God. But see, when we sin and we walk in the darkness, we're not honest about who we are, we don't confess our sin, that relationship is blocked. And a lot of times when people come to me or they're struggling with something where they say, no, I just don't feel close to God, God doesn't feel near to me. The issue is never that God is not near to me. The issue is, Something's blocking you from God. And that's something to sin. And so if you trust in Christ, what John says is, hey, the, the goal here is not for you to hide. The goal for you here is not to pretend like you don't have sin. The goal here is let's be honest about who we are. Let's be honest about what we struggle with because God already knows. But you need to acknowledge that. Because when you start to hide, think about it when you're trying to cover something up. We've all done it. We've all been there. You do something you know is wrong, you don't want other people to see, and so you put on a pretty face. You put on a nice front. You, you, you say the things that you know will keep them at a distance. But the longer you do that, the, the, the more pressure that builds up, right? And, and the more you're, you're lurking in the darkness, you're trying to hide so that people don't catch you, and then it becomes just this web that you just really can't get out of because the more lies you tell, the more dishonest you are about who you are and who I am, the more I've got to keep that covered. The more I have to stay in the dark. No, 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 that's not, that's not what God wants for you. Instead, He wants you to come into the light, just like He is light. He wants you to be honest, open about who you are, transparent before Him and with yourself about who you are. And He says, as you do that, then the blood of Jesus cleanses you from your sin. Present tense. It's not that you're getting saved. It's not, this is not what we're talking about, right? We're not saying, hey, I walk in the light, I'm in a relationship with God. I walk in the darkness, I've lost my relationship with God. That's not what John's saying. He's saying, hey, you want that closeness with God. You want that, that fellowship, that, that commonality, that unity that, that comes, the benefit of being forgiven. You want that? You've got to stay in the light. Don't try to hide that. Your relationship's not lost with God. You're still a son or his daughter if you trusted in Christ. But there's a need for a, a, a family type of forgiveness, just like between you and your child, right? Until that child comes back and, and, and apologizes, confesses what they've done wrong, seeks forgiveness, your relationship's not restored. Instead, what happens is we, if we don't do that, we'll operate in dysfunction. Well, there's something between me and this child. This child knows there's something between me and him, but now we're just going to go on operating like there's nothing between us. And the older you get, and the more more um, mature that, that, that relating starts to look, the more that dysfunction starts to play out. And so we relate surface level. It's superficial. There's not really any intimacy. You're not like 
intimate in one another's lives, getting to know one another, because there's something between us. But the moment you come and say, hey, this, this is what I did. I'm sorry I hurt you. I'm sorry I disobeyed you. I'm sorry. It's restored. That's what John's talking about. He says, hey, you, you've got to stay in the light. Now, confessing. Here's the word confessing real simple. It just means say the same thing. Just say the same thing. So in this case, it means say the same thing about sin or about you that God says about you. Be, be honest about the way sin impacts you. Confess that. But here's the thing. I, I think what happens is we can still think we're confessing, but still walk in the darkness. And here, here's how that looks. So when we confess and we just say, yeah, I'm a sinner. Well, that's not, that's not confessing. See, John, John's talking about a relationship day to day that we're in with God. And he says, stay in the light. Walk in the light. Just like he's in the light. You confess your sins. We've talked about this before. You've got to get specific. It's, it's, not, it's not confession to say, God, I, I know I'm a sinner. I mean, that's, that's a good thing to acknowledge. If you're not acknowledging that, you, you've got to start there. But John says you've got to confess your sin. As you're going through your day-to-day life, God, I had a thought there. That was not on me. That was not on me. I know it was sin. Now, I've just said the same thing about that, that God says. But here's the thing. I've got to believe that that's true. See, this is not a formula. Hell, if I sin, then I confess, and then God has to forgive me. No, no, no. See, that's not what John's getting at. It's not a formula. I've got to believe that I really did do wrong. I've got to believe that the sin that I'm confessing really is sin. See, if I go on sinning and I say, yeah, but I do it all over again, I'm just sorry I got caught. That's not confessing either. See, that's just saying, hey, I'm apologizing because this is going to get me out of my punishment. Maybe spare me some consequences. See, confession is, I, I, I believe what I did before. I regret what I did. Confession comes with a sense of repentance. I don't want to do that again. God, help me not to do that again. God, God, consume me with you more than I'm consumed with these things. Confession comes with a sense of repentance. I don't want to do that again. But confession is also honest. So but when we confess, we can't say, God, please forgive me this time. Get me out of this situation, and I promise I'll never do it again. But that's keeping back in the box. Why? I promise I'll never do it again. You can't promise that. You can't. That's not being honest about who we are and about how sin impacts us. Instead, God, help me not to want to do that again. God, keep me from doing these things. But when we start to say, I promise I'll never do that again, that's like the cheating guy, right? The, the man in the marriage that's cheating. Or the woman who says, hey, if you just stick with me, I promise I'll never do it again. I, I, I love you, baby. Baby, don't go anywhere. But baby, it's going to be different this time. It's not the case usually. Right? That's just, I'm promising you something to keep you here. I don't want to experience the consequences of my actions right now. But I'm not changing who I am. So we've got to be honest when we confess about who we are. That's what it means to walk in the light. I've got to stay open and honest before the Lord. It's a very vulnerable spot to be in because it means I'm aware and I'm increasingly so of the impact of sin in my life. We go on, though. We've got to be honest about ourselves. We've got to know who God is. We've got to be honest about ourselves. And 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 I just covered those. I forgot to add those slides up there for you. Uh, we go on and we say, he says this in verse 10, if we say we have not sinned, if we're not honest, if we walk in the darkness, we make him a liar. Who? We make God a liar. Why? 
is worth on us. Why do we make God a liar if we say we've not sinned? Because we say, God, I didn't need your Savior. I didn't need Jesus to die for my sins. I didn't have any sin for him to die for. God, you're a liar when you say that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. And John says, that's not the way we walk. That's not the way we live in the darkness. Hiding. Instead, we need to be in the light. Think about, you know, the beginning of the Bible in the the garden. Adam and Eve. God creates them. And before chapter 3, when sin enters into the human race and creation, the relationship described between Adam and Eve and God is God walked in the garden. He walked with them. It was a fruitful thing. It was a it was an open thing, a transparent thing. And what happened when they sinned? They ate the fruit. God goes walking in the garden like he would normally do. And where are Adam and Eve? I, I don't want to be honest about who I am now. I'm ashamed of who I am. And God says, where are you? He knows where they are, but what is he doing? He's calling back into the light. God knows. I'm back into the light. Now, why? See, there, there might be a risk here. Maybe you're sitting here going, yeah, but if I'm honest about who I am and about God, then, then that means I'm not growing spiritually. That means I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not a good Christian, maybe. No, John says, hey, look, here's the point. You've got to trust in God's remedy for sin. It's a daily thing. It's a consistent thing. And here's what it looks like. Chapter 2, verse 1. He says, let's be clear, my little children. He's like, he calls them his children. My little children, I'm writing these things so that you don't sin. So he's clear, hey. The goal is not for you to go on sinning. See here, the, the goal is not that you say, well, if I confess, God forgives, so then I'm going to go do whatever I want. He says, that's not the goal. The goal is that you don't sin. I want you to avoid those things that are sinful. I want you to move away from those things that are sinful. I don't want you to indulge in those things. I don't want you to deny who Jesus is. I don't want you to walk away. That's the goal. But, if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father. And that's Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He says, look, the goal is don't sin. And we don't want you to do that. It's not an excuse to sin, okay? Now, some people use 1 John 1, 9 as an excuse to sin. All i got to do is just confess my sin and then God forgives me. See, so I'll go and live in like I want to live and then I'll confess it. No, that's not, that's not what John's talking about. He says, the goal is not sin. But if you do sin, and we all do, here's what you need to know. Here's the remedy that God has provided. Remember, we're talking about your relationship here. Your sins have already been forgiven if you've trusted in Christ. You're not going to be condemned for that. But what about that closeness, that intimacy? He says, you have an advocate. Someone who, who, who comes alongside and helps you. Someone who speaks on your behalf with the Father. And that's Jesus Christ, the righteous. The one who lived his life as righteous. The one who was without sin. The one who then died in your place. As innocent, though you were guilty. The one who took your penalty for sin that he didn't deserve, but that you and I deserve. He says, that one right there, the one who died in your place and then rose from the dead, he's now with the Father. And when you and I sin, he's speaking on our behalf to the Father. He's covered. She's covered. No, Father, he's, he's covered. I died for him. No, he's, he's trusted in me too. You've got an advocate. John says, don't, don't be afraid to walk in the light. Don't be afraid to be honest about who you are before God because here's what's true and what's happening is as you're honest before God, you've got Jesus, the very one who died to forgive you of your sins, speaking on your behalf to the Father. No, He's mine. He's mine. She's mine. He's your advocate. 
verse 2, and he himself is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. He is the one who died so that our sins could be forgiven. He is the one who, who took God's wrath towards sin all upon himself so that we would not have to know the wrath of sin. That's why, again, Paul can say there's no condemnation. Paul would say in other letters, you're saved from the wrath of God. It's because Jesus has taken that. When we trust in Christ, the wrath of God toward our sin is on Christ, not on us. We're transferred out from under God's wrath and into Christ. John says that's what you need to keep in mind. God has a remedy for your sin, but you've got to walk in the light to receive the benefit of that forgiveness. And don't be afraid to be honest and walk in the light, because this is what God has done for you. This is what Jesus is doing for you. And he says, and by the way, not only for our sins, but also for the whole world. Nobody gets this benefit apart from Christ. Nobody can have the benefit of being forgiven of sin. Nobody can be forgiven of sin apart from Christ. Christ is the one who satisfies the wrath of God for anyone and everyone who will trust in Him. It is not any other way. It is not, oh, but I'm going to have a little bit of this way. You know, I'm going to pursue these Buddhists, the eightfold path of the Buddhists of faith, and I'm going I'm to try this little... No, no, see, he says, no. Christ is the propitiation. He's the atoning sacrifice for our sin, and he's also for the whole world. Anyone who wants to come to God has got to come through him. It's similar to what he says in what Jesus says in John 14, 6. I am the way. I am the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. It's like he says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him, in other words, it's him. You've got to believe in him. And whoever believes in him gets life. But you don't get it apart from him. This is God's remedy for sin. But you've got to know who God is. God has made himself known. Just like light reveals things, he's open about who he is. He says, you've got to walk in the light. You've got to be open about who you are. You've got to be honest about who you are. Be transparent. Don't try to hide in the darkness where people lurk to cover things up. Don't cover things up. Instead, come in light. Confess your sin before God. How do I go closer to God? I confess my sin. And as I do that, the benefit of being forgiven my sin comes when I'm honest about that. In other words, as I go before God, I'm honest. And sometimes, you know what, sometimes that's an every, every day, couple of minutes thing. Sometimes it's an every couple of hours. Sometimes maybe at the end of the day, you're thinking back and you're going, yeah, I got in that moment. I gave in at this point. And as you do that, you experience the cleansing and a restoring of a relationship, a restoring of joy that should come with a relationship with God. See, many Christians, they don't have joy because they're not being honest about who they are. They're not walking in the light. They're going to walk in the darkness. And joy is not found in the dark. Joy is known and joy is experienced as we, before God, are able to who I am God. I know you knew that and you died for that. Thank you for dying for who, for, for who you knew I was. But isn't there a freedom when you're able to be honest? Because you're not having to look over your shoulder. Did, did they catch me? God, did, did, you, did you see that? He sees it all. It's like the light shining in your house, right? You're cleaning your house, and then the, the beams of the sun come through, and, oh, wait, there's that corner. I missed that corner. And God's light reveals to us, hey, that's, that's some dirt right there. You need to clean that up. Hey, 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 you flip on a light in the living room. Oh, I missed that, that, that table top there. That's some dirt that I gotta clean that up. 
the light does. As we grow as Christians, we will become increasingly more aware of our sinfulness. And it's a tension. See, because I've, I've been forgiven of my sin. I'm not going to be condemned. I'm not going to be kicked out of my relationship. God's not going to disown me. But the tension is, though I'm forgiven, the more I'm honest and open, the more I'm going to actually become aware of my sin. The, the deeper I'm going to see that it runs. The more I'm going to say, hey, man, I never noticed that before. But that little fault right there, gosh, that must have been having that for years. Never noticed it was sin. Oh, that little attitude that I justified instead of sarcasm? Oh, that's because I've been hurt. And I've used that as a defensive mechanism. I'm not trusting God, instead I'm hiding. We start to notice little things like that and become more and more aware. And so the tension is, even as I grow closer to God, I become more and more aware of my, the depth of my sinfulness. But here's the beauty of that. The more we stay in the light, the more we become aware of the depths of God's love because He knew it all when He died for us. All of it. Nothing catches Him by surprise. surprise. It's just over time, He says, all right, time to shine a light here. Time to get that spotlight out now. And let's look at it. We cleaned up this area where people can see. It might be spot clean. Yep. Okay, you just kind of cover the things that people can see. But God says, sometimes you got to get the spotlight. You really want to go? Let's take the spotlight. And some light lights. And that's God's mercy. That's God's grace. Because He shines it so that we can do something about it. He's right now to now. Because God is for us. When we're in Christ, God wants us to continue to grow. God wants us to grow deeper in knowing who He is and experiencing the joy that comes with that. And the only way that happens is we stay in the light. We've got to be honest with God. I want to invite uh, Jeff and Tristan, if you guys come back up here. Here in just a moment, um, I'm going to have them sing uh, a verse and a chorus or two. I want to take a moment, and maybe it's been a while since you've been in the light. Maybe, maybe it's been a while since, since you've gone before God and said, God, this is, this is me and, and all my glory. And this is what I'm struggling with this morning. And so here's why I want you to encourage you to do this better. If you trust in Jesus, you've got the relationship with God. You're a son. You're a daughter. But maybe maybe you've spent some time in the darkness recently. Just just take a moment and, and step in the light. Just, just try it. And say, God, Maybe just pick one thing. Now this morning, this morning I did this. And I know it's sin. Oh God, this morning I had this thought. God, this morning I yelled at my wife. God, this morning I cut down my husband. God, this morning I, I, I was cussing at the kids. Or whatever the case may be, right? Just step in the light for a moment. God, would you forgive me for that? And here's what you need to know. You're not condemned. God's not going to kick you out. But what he wants to do is say, yep, I cleanse you from that. And everything else that you may not be aware of, I cleanse you from that. So that we can walk in a closeness. And maybe others of you this morning, you don't have a relationship with God, but this morning you're going, man, I want that. I, I want to be close to God. I, I've never heard maybe that, that God wants to be close to me. So this morning, your confession would be a little different. Your confession this morning would be, God, I am I, I am a person who does what I want and seeks after my own things. I am a person who goes after things that don't honor me. 
But as you confess that, and you also say, God, I know that Jesus died for me. That becomes part of your confession. And I trust in what he's done for me at the cross. So your confession this morning would be a little different. Your confession this morning would be one that, as you do it, if it's genuine in your heart, brings you into that relationship with God so that now you're part of his family. And so as Jeff and Trust are seeing here, take a moment to do that. Step into the light. Try it out. It's scary. It's risky. trust in Christ, you call us your children. You call us into the light where everything is laid bare, but yet you're fully aware. And we receive the forgiveness that you offer in Christ. God, let us be people who are honest before you. Show us where we're not. Show us what we're trying to hide in the darkness. And call us into the light. Because it's in the light where you grow us. It's in the light where we can know you. It's in the light where we experience the joy. Father, there might be some this morning who, for the first time, have trusted in Christ and you've called them your son or daughter. If that's you, uh, after the service, we'll have a few people back in the back corner there by the lamp and the communion table available to pray. And so if you're in here and you're available to be there to pray with folks, just make your way there in just a moment. And if you're going to see them for prayer, just let them know, hey, I just trusted in Christ. First time. And I'd like prayer about that. And then they'll visit with you a little bit about some next steps, things you can do to continue growing out of your relationship with, with God. And maybe others of you want some prayer because you're saying, yeah, I've been in the, in the darkness for a while. I just need, I need someone else to pray with me about that. And you can go back there and just let them know, I'd like to pray about this. I'm going to pray with you. Father, we're grateful for the forgiveness you offer us in Christ. And that it continues to cleanse us as we walk in the light. If you're able, please stand and, and we'll prepare to dismiss. If you're visiting for the first time this morning, if, if you have a few moments right after the service, exit these doors, hang a right. We'd love to visit with you and, and uh, say hello, maybe answer any questions you might have. And that would be a great time to do that. Your God wants you to know Him. He's made Himself known. So step into the light. Trust Him. He loves you. He's for you. Do that in the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. See you guys next week.